Yeah. Well, this is not my favorite murder, but (laughs) we love Mindhunter and we love true crime. So shout out to them. Uh, And if you're in a cult, call your dad. If you're in a cult, call your dad. Stay out of forests. And then stay sexy and don't get murdered. Great podcast. (laughs) Great podcast. Speaking of a great podcast, I'm also going to bump my boy um, uh, Chuck. It's called Spill the Beans. He has a great podcast. It's all about coffee. Um, They review coffee. So they did, um, recently they did uh, Clatch's $55 Geisha, which is a piece of crap. Shut up and sit down. Do not spend money on that. It's most geishas. Real quick, I'm gonna break it down. If you've oh, heard about no. a geisha and like, oh, it's like it's like the most expensive coffee. It's supposed to taste good, unless it's like most of them are crowdsourced beans and most of them are auction beans, so they're not that good. Unless they're from like a really specific farmer, a really specific like place, and like the way it's harvested, like you can get a pretty good, really good day. De- tasting geisha but for the most part they're all pretty much the same and they're not much more different than a really good like roasted ethiopia just so you know so if you ever hear like oh get a geisha coffee it's not worth the money tbh but listen to spill the beans by chuck the basic that's his instagram handle he's great he's awesome he's my boy he's become my boy much love to him um besides those shout outs <laughs> this is culture war hangover this is welcome culture war hangover the podcast where we talk about culture and how we're supposed <laughs> to engage it as Christians yeah. and how it's not bad to engage it and how we can find these common grounds and these common, common ideas that we share with within Christianity. And not only that, but appreciate it and like just appreciate it for what it is. Fair enough. What do you, what, what, what would you add on to that? Um, there's nothing really I would add on to that. I'm just trying to think of maybe how more would you say it better though? concise way of saying it. I don't know. I, I feel like know. we have to figure it out. We'll more. figure it out. This is just, we're just spitballing here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just following Maddie's lead on that one. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I just set it up and I let Edwin do all the work for that. Um, yeah. So, uh, da, 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 da. this week, uh, Stranger Things Part 2. But before mm-hmm. we get to Stranger Things Part 2, um, we're going to go over what? I don't know. I just keep thinking about like stuff that we need to cover. I don't know. Okay, um, so we're going to be co- going over um, that, and so we're going to start with, before that though, we're going to start with some, I guess like personal current events? Uh, how are things with you? How oh. was your Thanksgiving? How was, how was life with you? Um, my Thanksgiving was really good. Um, I talked, at the end of it, I talked to my abuelita about... Um, what she knows of her grandfather who's from Spain and she told me like his story in Spanish which was cool and his name's Flavio Trigo and you got to that. I know like my son's gonna be named Flavio now sorry that's a, no that's an awesome <laughs> name Flavio and, and um he was like shot in Mexico. or Trigo wheat Trigo doesn't that mean wheat yeah yeah, why? Okay, I don't know. Um, That's a cool name. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, whatever. Um, anyway, it just left. It was really good. It was really good. And currently, I am apartment hunting, and that's a huge headache, and it's stressful. Okay. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I guess for me, um, I'm moving on up in coffee. Uh, I'm going to be working most likely for a roaster and sales and stuff uh, and doing all that and um, continuing managing the shop uh, and increasing pay. Your boy might be moving on up on that payroll scale, baby. We'll see what happens. I'm just saying, please be, you know, be praying, sending good vibes, all that. I would appreciate it. I want to move out on my own, or at least have a roommate. <laughs> Evan, please be my roommate. Oh my um, gosh, this is it. the way we you're kill it. We get a house frozen. together, dude. Yo, we would kill it, dog. Just saying, we'll talk about that later, Evan. Oh my gosh. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, I at least want to live by myself. I'm tired of living with a lot of roommates, um, or at least particular ones. I thought things would be fun, but you know, sometimes you don't mash. It's okay. At the end of the day, no harm, no foul. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, moving on from personal events, mm-hmm. current events. Uh, you have an announcement to make. You did it on the Instagram. I did. I see you pull up uh, some sort of. Uh, well, I'm I'm I'm, sh- I'm assuming oh, that's going to be a thing. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you should also <clears throat> announce okay. it. Oh, that's right. I was going to say that. Um, we now have a Spotify playlist, and yeah, any music that we mention on the show, we're gonna. I think even in passing. Yeah. Right. We'll, yeah, we'll add we'll on to it. it. On the, yeah. Um, on the old playlist. That way, you guys don't have to remember. You can just like, oh, what was that thing, and then. Mm-hmm. You can go to it, and it'll be there, and yeah. you guys can look it up from there. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, that reminds but, me, um, my little brother knew who Joji was. Yeah, dude. Because he's like a YouTuber, apparently. I just said that on the last oh, podcast. Okay, I said he's a YouTuber. <laughs> His alter ego was Filthy Frank and Pink Guy. Oh, no. I clearly said this. Oh, Edwin, I'm I said this sorry. in my description. I wasn't And I said it clearly. You feel hurt. Oh man, it's okay. Oh, it's not the first time. <laughs> um, but no, he's great. Joji's great. Um, uh, okay, from personal news, current news, current events, oh, current events. Here's a really important current event: protect net neutrality. Everyone, yes, hundred percent protect net neutrality. Uh, anyone is behind this, no matter what. Uh, on Spectrum, you are. There's, there's literally like, there's literally no debate on why net neutrality needs to continue. There's like, there's no debate. It doesn't matter what kind of fringe person you are, what kind of mainstream person you are. It doesn't matter. No. Like, everyone, like, can agree on that. Liberal, conservative, libertarian, net neutrality needs to continue. Uh, it should continue. Um, everyone is against it. So please, like, write to your local con- congressman, post about it, talk well, about it. you mean you should say everyone is for it. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's it's... against ending it. Does that? I'm, no, no, I'm no, 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 no. Certain, certain, like the. Um, we want to keep the net. The ISPs, the internet service providers, are against yeah, they're ending, against it. But yeah. no, no, that's what I'm saying. Everyone's for. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's for keeping <clears throat> net neutrality. Mm-hmm. Everyone's for doing that. No person in the right mind, I think, in America would would be against it. So. Um, Please keep the internet as free as possible. You know, it's not 100% free, but it's at least as free as it can possibly can be. So let's keep it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's keep uh, corporate greed mm-hmm. outside of what we can search. Because in essence, and in a way too, it's like the government can monitor it and all these companies can monitor what we can search and what we can't search. And that's bullshit. So mm-hmm. come on, guys. Let's all get behind it. It's the at least that's the one thing in America right now we could all agree upon, no matter what. No argument needed. Mhm. Mhm. I was trying to think of something else we could all agree upon, but I can't. I couldn't think of something. It's, quick it's we're we live in a pretty decisive America, but at least this is this is our war. Yeah. This is our. We could all be behind. We can and stand all up. agree that Coke is also better than Pepsi. And I don't know. Have you chased <laughs> a ball chair, Pepsi? Mm, that shit's pretty good. But vanilla Coke. Oh, vanilla Coke is the bomb, too. <laughs> uh, I, yo, I don't discriminate against soda pop. I love it all. Um, moving on. Okay. I mean, I guess we can talk about Trump and the Pocahontas thing. And Wait, what? I haven't heard about this. So, uh, President Trump was um, um, honoring um, uh, World War II veterans that were Navajo talkers. Mm-hmm. You know about the Navajo talkers, right? Yes. Okay, cool. No, I was just asking, like, do you know about <laughs> I wasn't trying to mansplain, all right? You always trying to get up with my girl about mansplaining. I was just asking a simple question, okay? Because I wasn't sure if you were yes or n- You know what I'm saying, okay? So, I, all right? So, anyways, okay, so you know about them, all right? For those of you listeners... I, like, yeah, maybe you should mansplain it to our listeners. For those of you listeners who don't know... Um, Navajo wind talkers were, and there were more to more uh, tribes. I think there was like close to thirty other tribes that like went on it. So um, what they did was um, they used native languages since they weren't written; they're were mostly oral. Um, 
I use different native tribes to uh, send um, top secret messages and uh, signals for like airstrikes and uh, bomber strikes and all these other things. Um, so that way uh, in the Pacific, the Japanese couldn't uh, uh, intercept them and decode them uh, and anticipate uh, any attacks or anything like that. Um, and they helped and they helped in a lot of battles. They helped in, in Ujima and all, all throughout the Pacific. So um, they were honoring them, which is great. Um, but he made like a Pocahontas kind of a thing, like comment of like saying like the first senator is Pocahontas. Obviously, there's a dark history of that. There's like a lot of the theory of Pocahontas is, is mythical um, or a lot of the stories behind it. Um, it's really hard to get to the heart uh, and to the um, um, like to do the true the truth of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was I I wasn't like necessarily bad. I don't think it was like super racist. I just think it was dumb and ignorant. Mm-hmm. And he was like trying to be like funny. Like it was it was a it was a really really lame dad joke. Ugh. If anything, it was like a dumb it was a dumb dad joke, and um, um, and I was just like, okay, cool, uh, but whatever, you know. Yeah. Ugh, gosh. Again, I wouldn't call it racist. I just would a really misinformed dad joke. Just really bad. Just like one where you're like, Dad, you're, you just sounded dumb. Mm. You know? We got one year down, everyone. Just a reminder. One year is down. <laughs> we can do this, America. <laughs> oh, man. Some of our listeners are like, there they go again with their liberal bullshit. It's like, no, it's just... Oh, no. Honest. Oh, actually, that reminds me. What? My grandmother on my mom's side, so kind of more conservative, uh-huh. had a sick Trump burn. Like they started talking about um, how there was like they started talking about chemtrails for some reason. This came up during our Ooh, Thanksgiving she conversation. Alex Jones? No, she okay. actually didn't bring it up. It was an eccentric aunt brought up. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, eccentric step aunt brought up chemtrails then she was like hey lol did you see that this chemtrail um like drew or like this pilot drew a like penis in the sky and then my grandma came in and she was like oh did trump say it was his Ooh, <laughs> and everyone was like what where did this come from because <laughs> he has a small pee-pee <laughs> Or just that he loves to claim that he has a big dick. Yeah. I, I don't know. One of those two. Oh, man. Oh, it's weird man. that we're talking about this. Yeah. That's, uh, speaking of that, just real quick. Um, <laughs> not about, not about, not about, not about male, male members, but about, it's funny because I was um, a friend of mine who's like, not a friend, uh, a, a former, I'm sorry, sorry, a former coworker of mine. Um, Who's like all, he? He's like really against, um, which I, I'm just confused about, and I don't know where I stand necessarily. But with um, with gender identity uh, and gender fluidity, like he's like it's either he or she. But it, it more of he's not even like he's not religious. He's not anything. He's like you know he, he or any of that thing or, or any sort. He's like he's like all about you know. He's like if you're gay, you're gay. Who cares? Um, kind of a thing, but for him, it's just funny because it's like it's like this is a hard stance. So it's more for him. It's like common sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're 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 dumb. It's like it's either you're he or she, you know, kind of a thing. And he posted uh, um, something uh, uh, a conservative Christian mom called the uh, the mommy activist or the activist mommy or some something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if some of you guys have heard of it. Uh, some of our listeners or or anything. Um, but I was like kind of sc- scrolling through and see what, what's up and and um, and I just want to I just want to just like talk about just real quick and just like approach it. Um, uh, she's like, oh, finally there's like prayer going on because there's like a picture of like people praying in the White House, um, praying on like our uh, our Muslim in chief. Okay, first of all, Barack Obama was not Muslim. His dad was Muslim. Um, he he was part of a black nationalist church, um, for the most part. So black nationalist churches were around. Um, one of the uh, prominent back to Africa preachers was uh, uh, Marcus Garvey. Um, so please, before you um, say this, uh, continue to uh, bring on this narrative of Barack Obama. His dad was from Kenya. Um, it is a most people from Kenya have Eric. 
Arabic background, like Northern Africa as well, um, and some parts of uh, like uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. Um, so there's there's an enclave of, of people and cultures. Okay, he may have a traditional Muslim name, but he went to a historically black church in Chicago. Um, so he um, is 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 black Christian in in its broader term. So um, just because of his name, um, please don't just call him Muslim. And I saw that, and it just rubbed me the wrong way. It's like. You assume he was because he's not hard on terrorism or some bullshit like that. And then also because of his name. It's like, stop, stop. Like, you just stop. Like, you don't know your history. So you're like, your you, like, critique is like off base and he just looks dumb. Um, and I'm just tired of it. I'm just mm-hmm. tired of people just saying that about um, former president Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like the whole like uh, birth certificate scandal. Well, Which like if, I take to heart because I'm an I'm I'm the son of a, of an immigrant so it's like when when I heard about that I was like what the like why, like he was born here mm-hmm. why does he have to prove that he was born here you know I don't mm-hmm. know um, so I just caught that and 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 I just kind of wanted to talk about that real quick um, I guess that's oh. it uh huh okay I just remembered really quick that we should talk about books that we're reading I meant to I meant to yeah. Well, what's book you, what's book you're reading? Oh, why are you not reading anything? Not right now, no, not currently. I'm sorry. <gasps> I'm really busy, okay? I'm all over the place. I'm I'm managing two shops. Give a guy a break. I know I could do Audible, okay? I know I could do Audible. Ugh, but no, I don't. Honestly, I don't I I don't really like audiobooks. I whatever. Anyway, um I meant well, whatever. We should have mentioned this maybe on the podcast, but Reforming the Liberal Arts. Have you right. read that? No, not yet. Ah! Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, well, yeah, it's a book that like just came out October 31st mm-hmm. and it's from our old professor slash mentor, um, Dr. McElhaney and yeah, it's, um, it's really good and it's like a defensive liberal, liberal arts. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's really interesting because yeah, it's just, like, funny reading it, I guess. The experience of reading it. Because it's, like... It's, like, hearing his voice again? Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, it's just very interesting. It's well, it's a good read. Maybe I don't want to read it because I don't want to cry. You're not going to cry. You don't know my emotions. Okay. Um, and also, I just want to say, because I've been, I've been reading East of Eden, and that is a crazy, yeah. crazy ride yeah. of a I haven't book. read that in a while. It's a... It's an epic. Yeah. Spans multiple generations. Mm-hmm. It's about California, which is always a bonus. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a lot of like biblical imagery going on. That's really, yeah. There's some, there's some really great character development. Anyway, that book is just huh, taking me weird. to very, like, it's like almost that like they wrote a book. Okay, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. That's just been a, a crazy trip that I've been on. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, okay, In music. M- yeah, music. Um, oh, for me, music. Wow. Uh, you go first. Okay. Um, this this recommendation is much like my last recommendation in like tonally, I guess, because it's another like kind of lo-fi fifties pop inspired band by the name of tennis Mm. do you know you know tennis yeah 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 okay i didn't realize their story though and i just have it pulled up really quickly on spotify because i read about this fairly recently i guess Mm -hmm. um that well i knew that they were a husband and wife their husband and wife duo Mm -hmm. uh they met while they were students in colorado and after graduating college they bought a sailboat and spent seven months sailing along the eastern seaboard post adventure they moved back to colorado and then they started recording and their songs are inspired by the trip and discussions that they would have about music while on board the boat called the swift ranger so i don't know why that but like that just i just thought that that was really interesting that like they yeah like they took this like long boat trip together and that's what their music is about anyway it's good um especially uh i really like the song modern woman i think origins was the first song i ever heard from them and 
don't know. Just give them a listen, guys. Good vibes. Kind of moody. Nice. Yeah. Um, for me, I've been listening to a lot. Of, I've been going back to like my punk roots for sure. Mm. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of uh, Minor Threat, um, DC band uh, from uh, the late '80s. Um, very influential. Uh, the lead singer went on to form another influential punk band um, called Fugazi. Um, but in, in this first project, uh, this first is first one, Minor Threat. Um, it's just kind of like angsty. Um, one of one of one of my favorite songs. Uh, it's is really great. It's called uh, Sorry for Being White, and it's just basically he's like he's just like saying like. I'm sorry for being white, but it's more of an ironic tone because mm-hmm. he was an activist mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. at that time, too. And he was just like for multiculturalism and everything. So it's more of like kind of like that white apology yeah. kind of thing. It's ironic, not in the sense of like, oh, fuck your white apology. It's more of like saying like, like, it's ironic, you know, it's yeah. ironic in its tone. Of like it's like he like, gets that it's kind right, of humorous right, to, um, right. to say like, right. sorry for being white. Yeah, Right. So it's great. It's a great. Uh, it's a great first album. Like if if you ever want to like listen to like the roots roots of hardcore punk, uh, especially DC hardcore punk, uh, Minor Threat is good. It's great. It's just a fun album. Especially the demo tape is like super live. Um, it's just a great band. So I kind of went back to my roots and and then I started listening to a lot of a lot of hardcore, but mainly 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 them. Guys, if you can't tell, Edwin is obsessed with punk. I love punk music. I think I think the thing about punk, especially hardcore punk, first of all, is because I grew up on a lot with it. Um, I listened to it a lot, especially like when I even if I was like listening to a lot of like rap or like pop or R and B, which I do still. I just like would also listen to that on the side. And like one of I mean one of my favorite like um, new wave slash punk bands, obviously with Smiths, uh, because they really like understood just my. <laughs> just me as 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 a person um but also yeah just kind of like the anger <laughs> just the anger of uh but also just kind of like the political nature of as well and then also uh the diy ethic of of punk and uh later on hardcore punk and that's how i feel like i live my life like the 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 shop that i am, i'm at is very diy um, a lot of the stuff that I've done, it's very like DIY, very do it yourself, like, like not necessarily put yourself on your bootstraps and that kind of a narrative, but it's more of like, if, if you have a passion in life, just do it and everything else will work out by itself. Like, you know, just go for it, you know, just kind of like, um, just do it, you know, who cares about everybody else? Mm-hmm. Who cares if you do it right or wrong? Just do it. And like, if you do it with passion and gusto and authenticity, everything else is going to work out. Um, so that's how I feel about life and that's how I feel like I kind of want to do it. Mm. Um, and that's how I feel like what I'm doing now with like coffee (laughs) and everything. Like I'm doing it, I'm doing it big. Um, I'm figuring it out as I go. Yeah. Um, and everything's kind of working out. I'm going to be making big money. Wow. But it's not, it's not, it's not that it's about (laughs) money, but it's more of like, it's more of like, it's funny that kind of like, you know, like I'm doing it, you know, and like I'm figuring out as as it goes and it's working out, you know, and it's, it's kind of like. To like you know you know definitely blessing from God, but it's also like kind of like yeah just kind of just go out there and fucking just do it you know or like this is very DIY podcasting you know it's like you have something to say you have an idea to get across get two mics together talk about it and put it out there and see if people dig it. You know this is why I appreciate you, Edwin, <laughs> because like I mean I feel like I definitely sometimes have those tendencies where it's like. You know, fuck it, like, figure it out as you go. Yeah. But there are certain, uh, I don't know, also they're, like... It's not It's not the best way to do things. No, I, yeah. I, like, will, I, will, I will definitely concede that. Some, like, I'm definitely learning how to plan, learning how to, like, like, schedule, all that. But I'm just saying, like, it's given me the spirit to do, like, go, go out there and do and dare, you know, without any fear. And if I do it, there, I will also find people that are out there doing the thing that I want to do with as much passion and gusto. Mm-hmm. And, like, I will find a community around me. Yeah. And that's what the punk spirit is, too, and hardcore punk in general. is a, is It's a community. It's all mm-hmm. a community effort. We're all, like, pick each other up and be there for one another and, like... Just, yeah, so. It's know. just, okay, I'm sorry. This is, like, getting kind of, like, introspective or whatever. Um, personal corner. Like, because I feel like we're both kind of type B, but in different ways. Mm. Because, like, 
I feel like I'm a type B person because like I'm kind of idealistic mm-hmm. and so I I have this like ideal of like something some sort of like you know like when I was writing my thesis I had this like idea of sort of like what I wanted it to be in my head mm-hmm. and then any like procrastination or like you know right. like being not like on top of things was a result of me like having this like perfection almost like in my head but you are like more type b but you're just like i don't know i not that you're not idealistic but just that you're like you know what fuck it and like you're you describe yourself as a loose cannon and that's something i appreciate about you yeah i mean yeah i just like figure it out and i guess i guess a a part of that too is like it, it i'm able to like kind of like it scares me but i'm able to land on it because of my faith you know it's like at the end of the day god's like god has like God's not going to let me starve. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, but, like, if something doesn't work out and I hit, like, I have family to lean on. Mm-hmm. I have people to lean on. I have the church to lean on. I have, like, resources. You know, I'm not going to, like, just lean on them and, like, oh, mm-hmm. provide for me. But, like, if just things don't work out to, like, a very bad degree, I know that, like, there's family. There's the church. There's people that I know that I can lean on till I can, like go back out there and, like, you know, mm-hmm. do something else. That, you have like, a support system. Yeah. 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 And, like, I'm not afraid to lean on that mm-hmm. anymore. You know, I'm not afraid to, like, be vulnerable in that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe other people are. Um, and that doesn't make me a bum, and that doesn't make me, like, like some sort of, like, uh, some vagabond, you know, because <laughs> I'm not, because I'm, like, I'm, like, you know, I'm working, I'm paying bills, I'm doing all these other things, so, I don't know. You're going to be is... making the big money, apparently. Uh, moving on from personal corner, which uh, came from the music corner. Um, I just really quickly wanted to say, just update on a couple things. First of all, like two episodes ago, I talked about how in the Suvian Stevens song, um, he says spathophyllum, spathophyllum. That is the proper name for a peace lily, everyone. Oh. I finally looked it up. Okay. <laughs> That's what that is. And the funny okay never mind i was gonna tell an anecdote about the piece slowly but i'm not going to anymore um and then the other thing is the word i was forgetting in the last episode was primitivism or the term i should say oh right oh right right going back to like like how the church did it in the early days or whatever right no no like uh, i'm more thinking like this is like an artistic like oh because there's the similar term for like um for the theology, for oh, theology. Really? yeah okay. that, that that's like that, it's that term i forget what context like primitive I forget church. why yeah but i forget why i was bringing it up in the last episode but anyway um they said that about picasso okay like that his work was like primitive which is you know like harkening back to like cave drawings or whatever right. or, but the problem is or people of color right right they say that about like the artwork sometimes of people of color and yeah that term is just very problematic because it can there's like some like negative connotations yeah. i guess with that word which is attached to race right and it's like maybe implying that you like don't know how to paint better or something right. whereas like for in picasso's case he knew how to like draw and yeah. paint Hell yeah. he just was like experimenting with form and right. like he had this um like really specific concept he was trying to execute yeah. and that's like how he chose to yeah. execute it I, which is oftentimes how it is like with artists is like they have they know they're conscious of how they're executing things yeah. whatever uh, the, the the imagery i like to get is like like a really good artist knows how to do something so well that what they want to do is like uh, and especially making a statement, but like they just all they want to do is just like grab you, shake your innards until you're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's right. and that's kind of like what like any great artist does. So like 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 him, right. you know, obviously he's like you see his like actual like more like 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 drawings that people are acceptable, like, you know, portraits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. Like they're mm-hmm. like by that standard, they're like. They're amazing. But he, what he wanted, you right, he wanted to do, he wanted to experiment. So he wanted to take people and shake mm-hmm. them by their innards and be like, like, what is beauty? What is shape? Like, how do we perceive shape? Like, all these other things. Yeah. Like, I guess with any art form, right? Like, yeah. there, you usually know the form. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, once you have that down, you start to kind of, like, experiment with form and, like, experiment with, experiment with like, abstraction and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because... 
we want everything to be linear and, and fit into our kind of cogent little bubble as in like our human minds. Mm-hmm. So anybody, anything that any deviation from that kind of, but that still is like sublime and beautiful when we look at it is like mess. I feel like messes with their minds. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just like we're going, we're going, uh, we're going. Let's. Into I mean, this is a culture war hangover. Yeah. we're talking about culture. We're talking <laughs> about high culture. We're talking about low culture. We're talking about it all. Speaking of low culture, I guess we can easily transition into. <laughs> into that, that wasn't a, about, that wasn't a that good was, transition. Yeah. But um, speaking of low culture, Stranger Things, Stranger Things season two. Mm-hmm. Let's go over it. Um, what happened? Predictions. Yo, Eleven and Mikey. I'm so glad that happened. Wait, I'm that so glad. happened in the last season. No, like, yeah, they missed each other, but they came back. They oh, reunited. Yeah. Like, that That reunion was beautiful and precious. I loved it. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm just trying to think of, like, where we should start with, like, talking about it. I guess we can do, like, a quick recap. Of the season, um, things are getting weird for. Um, well, Will, Will Will's back, right? And right, he, obviously, he's having to deal with the aftermath. The, yeah, like people being weird and calling him Zombie Boy. Um, his family being like overprotective. His friends, to a certain extent, being overprotective, and just yeah, having to cope with like what he's been through, and now how it's like changed him but he's still having weird like flashbacks well he comes he doesn't come back the same you know and doesn't yeah and he and yeah he, you know so um in the last season we saw him coughing up some slugs mm, uh, tasty hopper has been right. secretly fostering 11 yeah, yeah. which we probably we've new sort of from the end of like the first right. season right and not um, only that but like also and like, then he goes like psycho like he basically well, goes like he, misery status he's a dad ag- well he's dead again what he's a dad again yeah yeah you know and and that's how he sees 11 yeah you know so it's just like but he again. can't lose he can't well he can't lose like in his mind probably he can't lose another daughter right but he like then he doesn't really like communicate that and so then he's just well, like duh. all like gruff and unreasonable Oh, that reminds me. Um, there was a tweet from Kevin Porter mm. of uh, Good Christian Fun. And he was like, after watching... Stra- it was like a poll. And mm. it, it was like, after watching Stranger Things Season 2, your sexual orientation is Hopper Dancing, Steve Babysitting. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Two like great, that. great moments of yeah. the second season. Yeah. I think, okay, well, uh, Steve and Nancy, that, like, that whole relationship. That's a bummer. I feel bad That's for not a Steve. bummer. I nah, feel bad for Steve. Fuck Steve. I feel bad. Like, I'm honestly so torn. Because, like, I feel like there was so much build up for Nancy and Jonathan. And there was very little payoff. Like, no, What are you talking about? Little payoff. They got together. Yeah, all we saw was them, like, we just saw them, like, make out. They, like do their thing in this bunker and then basically they never talk to each other after that they get back they get back together what well, well, towards the end well yeah okay yeah like they exchange smiles at the dance mm-hmm. but like we never really like see them like interact after that because it's because it's awkward i think it's because they really love each other but like i don't know i don't know i just like want to see like and she's torn still yeah because of steve yeah and what he like continues to do what do you mean when he continues like, to Like, he do? continues to be there for her, and not only that, but, like, almost rise to the occasion, you know? As, like, a hero, in a way. Yeah. Like, we don't expect him to do it, but he does it. Like, he, like, he, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, like, the, that kind of, a little bit in that hero's journey was, like, like, he gets this, like, this threshold put upon him, and he could either reject it or, or, like, this quest, he can reject it mm-hmm. or accept it, and he accepts it. He's, like, he's accepted mm-hmm. it thus far every time. Mm-hmm. You know? This, like, crazy crazy quest that's you know yeah been thrown upon him he could he's could have rejected it but he like he could have rejected like nancy and like gone back with his friends but he didn't you know yeah. he's just like i'm gonna continue especially when he like babysitting dustin and like yeah. helping out dustin and not only that but like being like an older brother to him where that he doesn't have so one sweet. Yeah. that i'll give was a pretty awesome for yeah. sure especially because you know dustin doesn't have a male old 
older male figure in his life um but he's still a great guy and kid Mm -hmm. but like steve is like this like kind of like far off distance like where he admires him in some sort of way um that was so sweet by the way at the end when nancy danced with dustin yeah well first of all when you like when like okay let's i mean we're gonna get real tears 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 might flow here (laughs) i'll try to hold them back they definitely flowed when i saw him go up to the pretty girl and ask for a dance and they're like you're like (laughs) chubby and weird (laughs) no oh no edwin that was me no (laughs) and he was crying then i was like yo bro it's not gonna get better oh my god It's not gonna get better, bro. High school's gonna suck even Wait, worse. You have to tell an anecdote about this experience. Just like in middle you know, school. Uh, yeah, in middle school and in high school too. Oh my gosh! Wait, so when was the first time you slow danced with a girl? Uh, high school. Okay. So like, but how like, did that happen? Okay, first of all, there's other things in my life that like caused me to like not be the best at approaching girls yeah and like approaching the opposite sex and like in that way but yes one of them had to be because i was a severe nerd you know i've always been like you know chubby kid and (laughs) um and and just like awkward when it comes out i grew up without a dad nobody really showed me how to talk to like i don't want to say like in a chauvinistic way but like you know how to like just talk to the opposite sex you know kind of a thing my mom was always busy and stuff like that so like nobody really showed me how to like interact with the opposite sex and you know the whole fucking flirting and all of just like confusion as a teenage child like so i get it i get it dustin i get it man you're right there with me hombre like i got you oh and i saw that and i was like yep been there before you're just like hello darkness my old friend (laughs) i come to talk to you again i got it I felt it. I didn't Aww. tear up. So yeah, I held it back a little bit, but oh, when I saw that, I teared up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if any girls that see me in the club, just kidding, I'm not in the club at all. <laughs> That's not where I'd be at. I should be in bed like by now. Um, um, but no, uh, yeah, no. So I felt, I felt, but yeah, what Nancy did, that was really nice. That was so. That was that, that was, was a awesome. good move on her part. Yeah, because that was that. That's like his. That's, that's so her cool. brother's. One of, one of her brother's best friends, you know. And, yeah. And she's, like, she's being, like, yeah, she's not being, like, a typical high school, like, pretty girl, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Even though yeah. she never really was, you know. She was, like, uh, the smart girl. She was, like, the nerdy girl that kind of went bad. Yeah. But just because she didn't know what the hell she was doing or wanted yeah. to do. And she didn't know what to do in life. Yeah. And she kind of finds her purpose of, right. like, being, like, in- investigating, like, and and trying to put out Barb's truth out there, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it, it seems like she got the like investigative bug, you know, mm-hmm. as you know, as maybe this is like kind of like who she's becoming, mm-hmm. which would be badass. Yeah, yeah. I guess she like had to kind of like be like naive in the first season, yeah. and like, yeah, in order well, to, I mean, to like yeah, just be more, too, yeah, you know? to grow up, yeah. Um, what else was happening? Mad Max. Yeah. She was cool. That was, I don't know, that was kind of interesting. It was cool at some points, and at other points, like, wait, why are you here? Why are you part of the story? And her brother. <laughs> wait, yeah. Because, like, I thought they were, like, going to be connected with, like, um... With Eleven. With Eleven. Right. Or with uh, Hawkins Labs in some sort of way, shape, or form. Okay. Or something. Or, like, maybe she, like... I don't know, develop some sort of powers or something. Or, you know, they had to move away. But it's more of, like, they just moved away because, like, that dude's dad is, like, super abusive and, like, yeah. just, like, wanted to get them away from, like, th- their dad or whatever and, like, just, like, have control over the whole family. And that's, like, okay, well, like, that's, like, yeah, that sucks and that's a compelling story, but it's, like, the it, I don't know. I just feel like those characters don't really add anything outside of a conflict between, like, Within the group. Right. But that could have been, like, anybody. That could have been, like, a girl from, like, the local town, you know? Well, I think what... I think they exist. Those characters exist. um, Especially her douchey brother, whose name I forget. Yeah. Like, they exist to create more tension. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Um, And, like... Like, I don't think um, that the 
characters, the kids, would have been moved to, like, actually fight the demon dogs in the last scene if it wasn't for um, her brother coming and, Mm. like, interrupting them and, like, knocking out Steve. Right. And also, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like everything they do, or really, like, what he does is, like, he heightens tension. Yeah, that's true. And then we can't forget about the rise. Okay, before we get to one of the rising stars, shining stars of the season, uh, we're known Rogers' character for sure. Mm. Um, oh, in connection with Sean Sean Aston. Sean Aston's character. Yeah. What's his name? Bob. 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 Oh, Bob. I love Bob. You thought he was a pedophile. No, I didn't think he was a pedophile. I just thought he was somehow, like, working for Hawkins Lab. Mm. Because he was, like... Because he told Will to confront the shadow monster. Right. And then when Will confronted the shadow monster, the shadow monster, like, invaded him. Yeah. But Bob was great. Yeah, he ended up being so cool. And then he died. Yeah, that's so sad. vicious, vicious death. Oh, that was pretty rough. Yeah, but honestly, I'm kind of glad that he's out of the way because I'm shipping Hopper and... Uh, you want that hard, don't you? Oh, uh, that needs to... Like, at the end, when they were, oh, like, yeah. hugging, I was like, yes, this is great. They're bo- they both went through similar things. They both lost I mean, kids. there's nothing like there's nothing like trauma to put, bring people together. Yeah, I just... Whenever you say that, or, like, like that one character said that... Um, mm-hmm. The investigator guy said that to, like, Nancy and Jonathan. Oh, yeah, 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 He's yeah. like, you guys have shared trauma. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. I'm just reminded of Speed. Oh, Speed. with Nicolas Cage <laughs> and Sandra Bullock? Yeah, yeah. That's a like, great flick. Nicholas, that's a great no, 90s flick. No, not Nicolas Cage. No, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, that's Ke- what I'm With saying. Keanu Reeves and Sandra yeah, Bullock. Yeah. And, like, Keanu Reeves, like, uh, relationships formed on trauma never work. And then they're like, they like, making out. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> that's it, what that's I all? always okay. think of. That's the very end, right? Whoa. <laughs> that Dude. was Keanu Reeves. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, cool. That's like that's kind of a good good recap. Um, so let's I guess dive in a little deeper. Oh wait, well, we we didn't talk about Eleven. Well, oh, maybe we could right. start with her. Well, I mean, yeah, we could talk about character dive for sure. Well, well, well then no, because we'll, we'll talk about like more in depth. As, yeah. Okay. So it's like her finding her voice, literally. Oh my gosh. Yes. And figuratively. Yeah, okay. Eleven, I think my favorite thing to watch this season was Eleven's arc. Yeah. Because I feel like it was... Although the whole Chicago thing was kind of weird. I kind of... I don't know. It was weird. I, I, it was like, eh. What? I'm surprised you didn't dig it because they were punks. <laughs> okay, just because they're punks doesn't mean <laughs> I'm going to fucking dig it. It was, it, was more con- it was a little contrived. It was a little contrived. Oh my gosh. It was a little contrived. So, But her like finding her voice with her mom... And connect oh, with her mom. That, that was, was so powerful. intense. I would have I would have wanted more of that. And her yes. going into the shadow zone and the upside down, communicating with her mom. Right. And finding all that out. That that was like that to me, I wanted more of that. Well, I think it's so like it's a very like, I guess, um, like a feminist kind of storyline, which I think that they intentionally maybe are doing. Right. Um, that yeah, she because the idea of like finding the female voice Mm. is, like, um, very powerful, or not powerful, but is, like, a common theme, I guess, in, like, feminist writings, mm-hmm. and, yeah, her mo- her mother doesn't have a voice, she doesn't have a voice, but, like, they still have, like, ways of communicating, and, yeah, only when she, like, meets her mother and, like, communicates with her mother does she, like, really find her identity, because yeah. she, then she, like, knows that she's Jane, and she knows she has a sister, and she knows what her mom's been through. Yeah. And, like, the whole thing with her mom, too, is, like, really interesting because people are like, oh, you're crazy. The right. government didn't take away your kid. You're right. just a crazy woman. You're just yeah. hysterical. Yeah. And, yeah, she um, needs to be forced lard. Yeah. She needs to just lie down in a yellow room and just eat lard. <laughs> um. <laughs> that was God, a deep I cut. Even imagine. I can't even imagine that. Okay, real quick. Uh, that's what they did to women who to treat, to treat pretty much everything. To treat to treat like um, PMS and postpartum depression yeah. and hysteria and just pretty much all the BS stuff. 
for the most part. Not that postpartum depression isn't. It just obviously. But if you like lock someone in a room, right, 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 and, and make like, them cut them off from their well, family, not only that, make them lay in a bed all day and all like all day, literally all yeah. day, and force feed them lard. Yeah. It's and not going to be good. Look it up. Look it up, readers. Read, Listeners. The, read the yellow wallpaper. Um, Yeah. <laughs> readers. Yeah. And then also, like, interesting, too, because, like, her mom's, like, reproductive rights, in a way, are, like, yeah. exploited. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Come on. Come on, my conservative friends. <laughs> you got to know that's pretty bad, 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 bad. Big bad government. Did bad there, for sure. Continue. Yeah. Um. I know. I, oh, yeah. Also, I think it's really interesting with Eleven, like, that they always make her really androgynous. Yeah. And I'm, like, kind of interested in what they're doing with that. Yeah. Um, but although she's, like, well, she's androgynous in a way because she's powerful. So she's kind of like Ripley. Oh. Uh, if you think about it, yeah. her character is very close to Ripley mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways because... Um, she's very feminine mm-hmm. in like the way she is, like very quiet, docile in almost a way. But Eleven is not docile. Quiet. Quiet and docile in the sense of because she can't speak. Because she hasn't been she she hasn't been given a voice before. Mm-hmm. Now now she's not. Now she's outspoken. She's like she's like she has found a voice, but before she was docile in the way. Even though she was powerful with her mind and did all these incredible things, she was docile. She was quiet. She was like she couldn't, like, she couldn't speak. She couldn't speak out in a mm. room full of boys, you know? Mm. Um, but, but like, Ripley, but, like, but now, like, Ripley and her, it's, like, there is that, there's that femininity, but mm. there's also that masculinity that comes through, you know, that is subversive in that way. So, it's, like, she, like, you could tell she's, like, female, like, that's, like, like, there's that aspect of her, but there's also the strength of, like, kind of quote-unquote masculinity too mm-hmm. you know like of she's strong and independent mm-hmm. um able to take care of herself able to protect herself uh and able to rescue others no matter who they are yeah well i mean i was like specifically referring to the like costuming well that's and yeah. like yeah especially like at the end when she like comes back and like yeah. kicks oh <laughs> kicks open the door and she's yeah. just like she's like kind of got she like took away a lot of the like punk guard yeah, like yeah. it's like a more like muted yeah like version of that she's got her hair slicked back her hair is still kind of short yeah 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 um, um well related to that though like yeah. another theme i saw in this i think it was in the first one but i don't know to me it seemed more prevalent in the second season the idea of like family yeah and like particularly dysfunctional families hell yeah everybody was just everybody for the most part was pretty dysfunctional mm-hmm. except for um lucas's family it was pretty normal like like his like his sister was just abusive no, no his sister was just you know it was an annoying little sibling you know like for, i feel like oh i feel like gosh. his family was pretty normal whereas like uh, like the parents actually like really loved each other whereas like oh, mikey's yeah. family's like parents were like like kind of distant and like there's that age gap and oh. they're just kind of like very and then like her dead mom is, like his totally mom like getting like turned on so... by the young dude oh my like, gosh. yeah she's uh, very obviously sexually frustrated oh hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah so like, like so like there's that dysfunctionality okay. there's like um there's dustin's mom who's like a single mom who's like obsessed with a cat because like I just oh. Lord knows like <laughs> what issue she Probably has. Probably also because she's sexually frustrated. Yeah, I'm sure she is. And then and then obviously you know like Will's you know Will's like broken family. But at the same time, it's like it's it, and that's what that's what's so sad about Bob's death is that like it was like it was going to become a normal family, right? And yeah, out of that tragedy, there's normality coming in. Even though there was like this abnormality, there's a normality coming to towards like mm-hmm. for this family but like but it couldn't it couldn't be and mm-hmm. like it couldn't be so so that sucks so, you know and which is great because the only normal family is the black family mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great yeah well and then also like with hopper right yeah, like right right that's that's kind of dysfunctional because it's like super because he's, he's like, a single dude now that's divorced and lost a kid and basically adopts another one yeah and he just like doesn't know how to not be angry yeah about things and it's be, okay, it's just controlling. It's okay, dude. Yeah. 
It's like overprotective dad mode. I know. It's going to be okay, dude. Yeah. It's going to be okay. But then, like, at the end, he's, like, cool. That's why I think he, like, he and... um, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe What's her maybe face? they can find their normal. With Mrs. Byers. Yeah. Not yeah. Mrs. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, her, he and Jane? Winona Ryder. What? <laughs> Winona Jane? Jane, Ryder. that's her name, right? No, no, no. No, that's not her name. Will's that's mom. Not... Yeah. Does, Winona Ryder's character. No. I forget. Oh, whatever. Because um, they both are, like, overprotective yeah. and, like, controlling. Yeah. Oh. So they can both be like, hey, let's not be this way. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Just a thought. Um. And then they could create... A dysfunctional family together. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I think I think one like big thing uh, definitely want to address um, before uh, run out of time here um, is um, what's it called uh, trauma mm. and going so going back to Will and I think I think like the upside down and dealing with all that is like trauma like how we like different traumas in our life whether big or small how we deal with them and how they affect us. You know, and how we don't, um, though we want to, like, find some sense of normality, especially for, like, the people who are normal, quote-unquote normal around us, um, they affect us in a different way. I know for me personally, like, um, and this is one thing that I thought about this past week is that um, I rewatched um, Spotlight, which is amazing. I love mm. Spotlight. Um, but, like, uh, there's this one scene where um, uh, uh, Michael Keaton's character... And the movie was interviewing uh, a guy who went to his alma mater, and he's like, <gasps> "I love this scene." And he's just yeah. like, you know, he was like talking to the guys, like he's like he's successful, you know, he has a kid, he has a wife, but like the moment we started talking about, he broke down, mm-hmm. you know. So like, and and that's like that's like a good that's like a good snippet of like how abuse works. Mm-hmm. I was abused. For some people, they internalize it and are super successful. Like they like whatever they do, they're very successful at a high success because that's how they cope with it. For me, I internalized it and like it was it was a mess. You know, it led to to a time drug abuse and uh, substance abuse to relationships um, uh, dependency, like all these other things. Like it just it just shows like it one person internalizes it and deals with it another way. And and so it's like going back to Will. Like I get it. Like, there's like this huge traumatic. Uh, thing that happens and um like it's like how do you deal with it and he just wants to be normal he's just like you know what he wants to forget about it and he just wants to be successful he just wants he doesn't want things this thing to define him in a way and 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 that's what any any victim of 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 any trauma wants to do they don't want that to define them for the Mm -hmm. rest of their life Mm -hmm. yeah and like yeah with will and like his trauma like People don't know how to, like, relate to him. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're afraid to talk with him about it. And so then it almost becomes, like, scarier than, like, it has to be. And, like, that's what's great about Will and Mike's friendship is, like, Mm -hmm. Mike still thinks of him as Will Mm -hmm. and treats him normally. Mm -hmm. And then, like, also isn't afraid to, like, talk Mm -hmm. with him about, like, his visions and And it's mostly because, like, he has a little trauma and I was like, because he... Because he lost Eleven. Yeah, because he loves Eleven and he lost her. Oh my so gosh. like, so like, yeah. So Wolfhard. Yeah. When he, like when he saw Eleven yeah. again, I was like, oh my god. I know. Right? I didn't actually great. cry, but right. I was like, ah. yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, there's so so I think I think Mikey understands. So like, obviously, a person who goes through a traumatic experience, whether big or small, in, in the grand scope of things, whatever that means, um, they understand. They have that mutual understanding. So I guess that's why Mikey, not only that, but is his good friend too. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, has that kind of understanding of like what that what that trauma means that um, reminds me that was another thing i really liked um is like when they were like trying to um like see if will was still there Mm. and they were like interrogating him Mm. i really liked um how they were talking about like all these like past things that happened they were like Telling him memories they had. Yeah. Um, but I thought that that was, like, an interesting way of, like, giving Will's character a little bit more depth. Right. Because, um, like, we knew mm-hmm. some of these things, like, that their dad abandoned them mm-hmm. and that Will likes drawing and that, right. um, yeah, Mike and Will have been friends since, like, forever. Yeah. But then, like, hearing, like, the backstory behind that 
I thought was like. By the way, do you, cool. like when it's like when they became friends, it's like you just approach me, like you want to be your friend. He's like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, childhood oh, friends, they're the most innocent, so best thing in the good. world. That's actually that's similar to sort of like how. I'm like my childhood best friend was. <coughs> yeah. We were like swimming in the pool, and like I think I was like, "Do you want to be best friends?" And she's like, "Yeah." And we're like, "Yeah, great. Let's play with some Barbies." Like and that's same thing with me. It's like, yo, like we just run around the neighborhood, and I was like super into Star Wars, and so was he because of his parents, and I was because of my cousin, and we became really good friends because of Star Wars. Oh, I know. And I was like, ah, childhood nostalgia. This is why this show gets me. That's why it's awesome. That's why it's relevant, because it goes through a whole bunch of stuff. There's trauma in our lives. Um, yeah. And for, okay. Sorry. Going back to no. that. But yeah, I mean, that's like, I think that's like the biggest thing, too, is it's like, especially season two hits, is like, how do we overcome tra- trauma? And I think the way we overcome it is through our friends and our family and like reaching out to them, you know, and let letting them like... <clears throat> they're gonna they're gonna mess up in a way or not get it, but like at the end of the day, we have to let them like grow, yeah, and and like <clears throat> allow them to to get to that point where they do get it. Like still let people in, yeah. Like gambling on the fact that like they're maybe not gonna understand, <coughs> yeah. But you can still try, like mm-hmm. let them understand, yeah. Give them a chance to understand. Um, that sort of reminds me, like one thing I really wanted to explore is why this show is <coughs> resonating like so well um with a lot of different people i think it's i think it's, well one it's 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 the nostalgia factor i think it it, it does enough of that mm-hmm. and but it also has depth and complexity mm-hmm. within that nostalgia factor it's just not that it's not kind of like that just all one trick pony mm-hmm. it's all those things and i think i think we kind of like did like a, a class level and uh, uh like dig of, of that of, of like trauma you know or mm-hmm. like all these other things or like childhood friends how like you know there's these moments that kind of can separate us but at the end of the day it brings us together so like you know like uh, mad max could like could have separated dustin and um and um lucas. And, and lucas but at the end of the day it didn't you know mm-hmm. it, you know and everybody came together you know so uh, and not only that, but also like as kids, like we go through so much emotions. Like it, we, oh, we yeah. don't we don't realize how much emotions we go through as as we get older because we like go through like even crazier emotions. But it's like like it's it's it, emotions. The moment we start feeling them and recognize them, it, they're hard to handle just as much as when we're five that we're like when we're thirty. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's just we can articulate it maybe a little bit better. But some of us still can't. You know. Right. Um, so I think it's that. I think it's like all those things. Well, I think that is something that the show um, does well is like it sort of like um, captures like the seriousness of childhood. Mm-hmm. Like you are experiencing like real emotions and mm-hmm. like real conflict. Um, granted, it's like maybe to a lesser degree, but you know, to these kids, like. I don't know. Obviously, they're dealing with, like, life or death situations, which is crazy. Um, but, but sometimes, like, situations feel like life or mm-hmm. death when you're when you're young. Yeah. And, like, you want to treat things seriously. But, you know, sometimes adults, like, don't take you seriously. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Thanks uh, for going an in-depth insider look at... Uh, Stranger Things season dos. Uh, we'll be gonna be wrapping up the ye- end of the year um, with uh, looking at Christmas, the oh, warm yeah. Christmas, and we're gonna be reviewing a Pure Flix original Christmas with the capital C. Um, we'll probably watch that and review it like right afterwards. I have a mic set up, and then we'll probably just like do it there. We probably won't do it in the studio. Um, so that way, you know, we can have first take reaction we'll probably record some of it on live instagram stay tuned for that um yeah um and then big things to come next year uh we oh, won't yeah. reveal yet in the new cause, year because but next Hopefully. year we're coming back full force we'll be more consistent obviously um and just look out for uh, some, some things so we're cooking up on our sleeves <laughs> 
cooking up on our sleeves. You know, whatever. Same difference. I think you just combine two things. I always do that. Okay. You know, it. You know <laughs> Things that are either things. up our sleeves or we're cooking them up. You know? Yeah, same difference. One, okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs>